0: Is it good? Like, is it a
1: good whiskey? Like when you compare it to others or no? It's funny
0: because I reviewed it um, in the the summertime.
1: Um,
0: And I mean, like to to say I reviewed it for the first time is true. And it's a lie at the same time. I've had hundreds of shots of of Jack, but that's not like, that's not, you don't even taste it when you do, when you do a shot.
1: All right, Industry 45 podcast show. Shane Christopher Neal is my name. uh, All brought to you by Trombetta Construction Materials. Now with three locations, Hamilton, Fawn Hill, a brand new location up in the Kitchener area. Breslau, to be specific, it's in Breslau. I was told it was like coleslaw with a B. Breslaw Trombetta Construction Materials, uh, the main office, 1901 Barton Street East in Hamilton. All right, another podcast, and uh, yeah, another drummer. I was going to apologize, but no sense apologizing. The drummer is the most important person, not only in the band, uh, but, but in the world, all right? Uh, today, I'm not sure what came first, the drums or the whiskey. Maybe the whiskey led to the drums, maybe the drums led to the whiskey, but it is with the Whiskey Hunter also the current drummer of The Trues and the drummer of Big Sugar at one time as well. His name is Chris Gormley, and today we talk drums, we talk about The Trues and what's going on in 2021, a little bit about his beginnings uh, playing drums and in Big Sugar, and we have to talk about whiskey, so he kind of takes me through the difference between bourbon and whiskey and yeah, last year at the end of 2020, he came out with Booker's Bourbon as his top bourbon. And uh, I bought it, and I was apparently drinking it wrong. So we're going to chat about that as well. This is so epic. Such a cool dude. Chris Cormley from The Trues, The Whiskey Hunter. Next, Industry 45 Podcast Show. Locked and loaded.
0: The Industry 45 Show with host Shane Christopher-Neal. Hey, guys. This is Chris. The Whiskey Hunter, drummer from the Truth, and you're listening to the Industry
1: 45 show. All right, Industry 45 podcast show. Shane Christopher Neal, giantfm.com, uh, on-air radio show. Click on my name. All the podcasts and interviews are there. And of course, you can uh, find the interviews on Apple, Spotify, Google Stitcher, all the major streaming platforms. It goes under Giant TV, Industry 45, Quick Spin Show. And I know... Uh, I, it's a guilty pleasure, but being a longtime drummer, I often talk to drummers and today, uh, no exception. Chris Gormley. How you doing, my friend?
0: Hey Shane, I'm doing good, man. I like your, uh, middle name.
1: Uh, you like the, you like the Christopher? Yeah. It's a it's yeah. good, yeah. Do you go by Chris or Christopher? You go by Chris though.
0: I, I go by Chris, but I am a Christopher. Yeah.
1: yeah. We should all be Christophers.
0: I like Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> my mother calls him Christopher.
1: So how about a real briefing on, um, your beginning as a drummer? Did you take up drums as a, a young kid and give us kind of a recap over the last 20 years, really condensed?
0: <laughs> really condensed? Okay. Um, my older brother was a, was a rocker dude in high school and always had bands over and, and, you know, drums in the basement and stuff. And I was not into it at all. Um, played sports and I was big into sports. And then around, uh, my last, grade 12 I, I actually a kid on my basketball team showed me his drum kitten that was it man like seeing it up close and personal I just got hooked instantly and then I bombed out of we had OAC back there, grade 13 back then I bombed out of high school and I mean I finished but like I just I was I was done I was full-time music at that point, 18 years old. And I went to school for music. And then as soon as I finished school, I started my own band and I had my own band for about 15 years and then uh, joined Big Sugar and then joined The Truth.
1: And that's us caught up. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um, when you when you were you know leaving high school, you didn't join Big Sugar right from there then. You, obviously you had other bands and such um, yeah, along yeah. the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had my own band for, for a long time. Like, Fifteen years, actually. Okay, so that's a, a long band, time. Band called Daylight for Dead Eyes. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we had some early radio success when we first came out, and then trudged along and put out as much music as we can. But we also, you know, we did we played bars, we played clubs, we did whatever we could to survive as a band. And then we actually went down to Texas with that, with Daylight for Dead Eyes, to record with Gordy. Um, and that's when I met him. And we got along. And I was like, Hey, man, if you ever need, you know, if you ever need a guy like, a, I mean, he had a drummer at the time. If you ever need a backup guy, let me know. And and he's like, well, maybe you should check out the stuff because you never know. And I checked out his stuff. And then one day he called me and I was like, hey, man, can you learn these 50 songs by... (laughs) Tomorrow. It was Monday. And he's like, well, can you learn them by Friday? And I was like, oh, snap. And then we rehearsed. And then the next week I went to play in New Brunswick and we opened up for ACDC. Oh, that's crazy, man. That was my my rock and roll. uh, Yeah, that was like rock and roll university in in a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, right to the top too. Now, were you... um you're, you're born in Toronto, born, raised Toronto or where?
0: No, born in Ajax, Ontario. Just uh, Okay. Well, that's close. From
1: yeah. yeah. From Ontario yeah. anyway, because yeah. obviously yeah. the Trues are originally not from Ontario, but uh, so tell me what that experience is like. You go and play with Big Sugar. How long did you play with them? three years. Okay. Then a nice run three years. And then yeah. that's how you said. Cause obviously there's a connection between big sugar and the trues there and, and with Gordy. So how did that kind of progress? Because the trues have gone through a couple of drummers, right. Um, over yeah. the years. And I know that, um, uh, Sean was there and then yeah,
0: there's and then Gavin, so, was, was, then
1: oh, Gavin McGuire. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, when I first hooked up with Gordy, he was actually saying, "Hey, maybe you should bug the Truth guys because they, because they had lost their main drummer, Sean, for like a, he was their drummer for a long, long time, and they had a new drummer. and he, And I guess Gordy wasn't sure if he was the guy or not. Like it was just it was brand new. So he was like, "Yeah, bug those guys. Maybe maybe they're looking for a guy." And then I did. I I, I reached out to them, and then but then the thing with Gordy came up, and he's like, "Hey, I need a guy." Blah blah blah. Three years later, um. I started hanging out with the Trues again because they're Hamilton guys, and I'm I'm not a Hamilton guy, but I'm always in Hamilton. I should be a Hamilton guy, but um, I started writing with them, and we were just writing like just writing as you know, like to do some co-writes, whatever and it, it kind of went really good. And we were all kind of looking at each other like, "Mm, this is, this is really fun. We should, maybe you should be a drummer. So,
1: so So, you mentioned co-writing. So being a drummer, uh, like I'm a drummer and I don't consider myself a co-writer on many things, but do you play guitar as well? Well, you do because you played on your YouTube channel for the Whiskey Hunter. I should know this. And, and so do you write on guitar or piano and then bring those ideas to the band? Is that how that started? Or,
0: um, I mean, Not many people will understand this, but you might understand this. Being a drummer first, I just write on—I just write in my head, man. Like it it comes to me when I'm at the kit, or it comes to me when I'm driving, and then I got to do the unfortunate thing of coming home and picking up a guitar or a piano and figuring out if I'm in a real key and and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I just—I play enough to to kind of facilitate my song ideas, just so I can get sketches in my in my head, and then I bring them. Uh, the end goal is to bring them to guys like like when I was with Gordy, I wrote with Gordy. It's like, hey man, I have these ideas. What do you think? And then you you get a guy like him, and he hears it, and he hears your intent, and he can take it to the next level. Same with the Trues guys. It's like if I have an idea, I'm just kind of like shouting things across the room, like it's it's kind of like this and blah blah. <laughs> and then and they like you get used to people as you as the relationship develops. They get like I think I you know what Chris means. I think he means this chord, and then and that's how that's how I do my I do my part I, I, yeah, like, I write I write with lots of people I write I write with my brother we've been writing me and my brother write together we wrote together with Big Sugar we wrote together with The Truth we write for other artists and I write on my own for other artists it's just something I love I just do love, I, love
1: to, I, was, sorry, I was just going to say though I love when uh, the other thing happens where guitar players look at you as the drummer and say okay it goes and you're like it does what? that doesn't work on drums no doesn't yeah. work uh, so, yeah. you're, so is your brother a professional musician like now or?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He just, he's actually in a band called Freedom Train. They're out of Hamilton. They're like a, they're a cover band, but they're like a top notch cover band. Cool. And he plays with them. I mean, no one's playing right now in, in COVID, but he, he plays in that band and he still writes with other people who still write. Um, I write on my own. I'm, I'm, I've been in lockdown over here in, in Mississauga. So I, I write stuff and, you know, zoom with people and st- Send voicemails to people and do what you got to do to
1: right. To get to by.
0: Stay, stay working. Yeah, were
1: you, were you always a fan of the Truce? Like, did you like the early albums and that? Yeah,
0: it was a big I mean, when my band first came out, they had just kind of broke their their um, House of Ill Fame just kind of came out, and they were. I mean, they kind of they did what we like. They were a cover band turned original band turn like, and they had big success so we were kind of like well we're playing in bars and we have originals maybe that can happen to us too so we kind of were like huge hugely into them yeah um went to see them play a bunch of times had that record and yeah it's, it's pretty trippy man to be I mean same with Big Sugar like years later to play with these bands
1: like Kind of weird. Well, so but I but hard work hard work pays off, right? And as they say, you know, um, you do what you love, and you love what you do. Well, you end up playing with people that are or were your heroes, or people you looked up to, right? Like Gordy and and, and like the Trues. Do you remember your first show with the Trues? And how long ago was? It? You've been there what a few years now? But few years it? now, yeah. Um, we
0: did like a one thing, like an acoustic thing, which wasn't really the first show. The first show was in Catherine. You I know, was there. Like an
1: acoustic- I think I was. Where was it? Was it at um that uh,
0: little. Dark club with the low ceilings. It's long. It's not small, but it's long. Low ceiling. If you say the name, I'll know it.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think where the heck it was now because I believe I was there,
0: there two or three times. Two or three times. In the- yeah, it was. I mean, the first shows are all always- like at the
1: warehouse.
0: Not the warehouse. Pretty sure it's not the warehouse. Um, hmm. It was. Okay. It, it had a little restaurant bar attached to it. Little cute little pub. We went in there and had dinner, and it was a big
1: long club. Okay, uh, the Moose and Goose. Because you're talking about Don, right? Because okay, let Chris. That's Thorold. It's not St. Catherine's. Okay, it's Thorold. (laughs) Don't piss off the people of Thorold. Because but uh, Donnelly's is the pub, and and then yeah, then the 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 Moose and Goose. Because the Truce had played there back when it was, I think, Front Fifty Four. Because it's at Fifty Four Front Street. So okay, cool. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, that was the first.
1: And then, but it must. be really irritate you. You joined the band and now like with COVID, you haven't done anything in a year, although you played the live stream in December with them.
0: Yeah, we, I mean, we've done some stuff. We've been, we've managed to stay active. Um, I don't know how much stuff I can say. I don't know what I'm allowed to say. We, we did, we did a lot of writing. I mean, it's, I think it's known now. we've, we've done some recording and some, uh, we're quite along the way of recording a new album. That's all I want to say about that before I get in trouble. Um, But we did a lot of writing, a lot of recording, in the past six months, I guess like before the last lockdown, you know, when things kind of opened up, we got really busy, but behind the scenes. And yeah, we did some live stream stuff and everyone, staying I mean, they're active on like online with their, their fans and their Patreon fans and their live streams and stuff. And same thing. Like I'm always playing, man. I have a, I have a little practice kit here. I, I, I literally play it every day. Driving my, driving my wife crazy.
1: Well, and you have a little, uh, it's a son or a daughter. It's a son. Is it not? No it's a son and a daughter a son right? and a daughter oh there you go, well, there and I see they're playing drums too in your Instagram posts,
0: yeah, I'm trying to get them uh, hooked early <laughs> uh, absolutely
1: do you have um do you have a favorite true song to play, and do you have a least favorite one to play <laughs> um, <laughs> a favorite
0: <clears throat> I mean I'm not gonna it's this is not because I like the end of the show, but I like stuff that's that I like at the end of the show when um you know, like we do like a 90-minute set, and we're like 60 minutes in. I like around that point. I, all the songs that we play near the end. Are hits. Um, you know, it's like the, the we get to the end, and we start doing like Pearl Broken Heart of Me and Halsey and stuff like that. When you're really warmed up and things are the juices are really flowing, I kind of like that type of, I mean, I'm not giving, I'm not giving you a good answer here. But no, like, that's But like the end of the set list. Uh, um, I enjoy it all, man. I just honestly, there's not one that I don't like. And I, usually, if I find when I'm playing with a band, if it's a song that I don't like, it's it's me that's got a problem. Like I have to figure out, like maybe I'm doing something wrong, maybe I didn't learn it properly, maybe I'm fundamentally like not hearing it the way you're supposed to. The other guys are hearing it, and then I gotta, I just, I try not to have songs that I don't like. Right. It no, makes, and for, it makes like, sense.
1: Now, but ha- and how adamant were they that you would follow what Sean? kind of wrote as drum parts for the trues? Like, are they kind of like, you know, make this your own, or are they a band that says this kind of, this is how it was recorded. It's got to be played this way. Cause everyone's a little bit they're, different.
0: They're Yeah. They're, they're pretty open to me. Um, like they're not very particular, except when there's certain things, like if, if a song starts with a drum thing, they they need to be specific. But me, myself, I'm very, um, you know, about that stuff, like I literally, um, try to learn stuff bang on. Like I, I, Like I learn it bang. Like I learn it exactly as the drummer did it. That's my thing. And then after I've played it like 50 times, a hundred times, then I start to have some slight.
1: Right. You put put your own uh, personality in it.
0: Yeah. I mean, certain songs we we do like whole solo sections that don't belong, that aren't even on the album. So when it comes to that, I mean, I'm just, I'm just rocking out and, and you know, reacting uh, to what's happening. But as far as certain, like, I try. I try to learn them. I mean, we play "Highway of Heroes." I. I mean, that song is means a lot to a lot of people. So when Absolutely. I play it, I just. I, I learned those fills, man. Like as as bang on as I could, and I think the song sounds better that way. Like if I was if some guy was in the back doing his own thing over this very meaningful song, it just wouldn't be right.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, totally, I totally I totally get it, yeah. and, and and I get the the personality thing too, as as far as putting it into the song because I know, like I play in cover bands right but we'll learn a song that's old and old drums to me there were so many guys that played like the floor tom right as opposed to the hi hat like at the beginning of a mm. song or and and I fucking hate it. Like, it, I think it sounds terrible. And so, like, yeah. we'll play a song, like an old Joan Jett song. And I'm like, no, like, we're starting on the hi-hat. Like, it it sounds like 1971 on the floor, Tom. And it was in 1971, maybe. I don't know. Right. But but those kind of things that just add and make it a little more current. But uh, The Highway of Heroes, because it has such a strong message, you know, in that song. And uh, I, I, I totally get that. Talk about, you have a symbol endorsement with Dream?
0: Yeah, I've been playing Dream stuff. Uh, since the big sugar days. Yeah. Um, they're great, man. Do you, have you ever played them? Uh,
1: I have one now, uh, that I picked up maybe, maybe a year ago and, and I really like it actually. And I wasn't sure if I would, but I I, I really do.
0: Yeah. I I love the stuff. And I mean, I'm a big like relationship guy. So when I first went down and met the guys and I mean, I I played the stuff and I liked it and and we, we, he he let us take some and we used it for some big sugar shows and that was it. I, I liked it. But, but the guys were so supportive that I was just like, that's it, man. I don't, I don't care about any other symbols. I'm just done. I'm just playing dream stuff. Nice. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I love Zildjian. I grew up playing Zildjian and like, I, lo- I like a lot of stuff, but I'm like, ah, man, the dream stuff is so good. They have so much different colors to choose from. And every six months or a year, I, I change out something like I'll, I'll get a different um, second crash or a different ride or a like different hi hat just to like just to get a different taste. you know what I mean? And the, and the, it's always like a new taste that's like oh wow I like, I like that new crash man. My set sounds different now. Cool. So I really I really dig the dream stuff.
1: So um, that's all for drums. Let's talk about whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, great. So, so now, that's, that's kind of how I stumbled across you. And then I kind of put it together with the truths and all that other stuff. So it was the whiskey that brought me to the drums. And, um, so talk about your, your passion for, for whiskey and doing the whiskey hunter.
0: Okay. Well, I, I've been, a, I've been a whiskey fan for a long time since I've been a drinker, like you know, since my, my twenties, since I you were 12. Um, <laughs> since I was 12, going on 13, yeah, I got my, my first bottle of Jim Beam. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've been been a whiskey fan for a long time, and I've always had like a little collection. I've always thought myself, you know, sometimes sophisticated if I sat down and poured myself a nice little whiskey, whatever. Um, But uh, just before COVID, I guess in 2020, when when did COVID start? Maybe in March. Yeah, March 2020. I thought i get into it more and buying a little bit higher-end scotches and a little bit higher-end bourbons and stuff. And and, uh, just, you know, through social media, I met a few people in the in the biz and started talking about it and i was like man what what an interesting world like i know nothing about this world and i started getting into it then covid hit and then the live streaming hit and that's what kind of got me into it because everyone everyone and their grandmother was like going online playing the acoustic guitar on the couch just to just to keep themselves sane and i wasn't like i was like i was going insane you know being a drummer and sitting twiddling my thumbs so one day i just said one friday i was like i'm just gonna go do a live stream for for the fun of it, and my wife's like, "What are you gonna do? Play drums?" And I was like, "I'll just I'll just do like a whiskey tasting, and you know, I'll, I'll, I played a couple songs on guitar just just to just to break it up, kind of. And I did it, and I just kind of did it off the cuff, and I loved it, and I, I didn't care if people liked it. I loved it, and I and I and I was like, "I'm doing it again next Friday." But next Friday, I'm gonna do this, and so I did it about for about six weeks in a row, and then all of a sudden, it was like I was getting like five hundred, a thousand, fifteen hundred views on my to, to my live stream. So I was like, Oh man, this is, this is amazing. And then now look, like we never went out of lockdown. So I just kept on every Friday, kept on doing it. And now, um, March 26th is going to be, uh, uh, one this year? month is is going to be my one year anniversary. Wow. Yeah. And, but now I'm like, man, I'm in the biz now. I got, I I get bottles, sent to me from, from reps from all over the country. Um, I was going to say, cause, like cause God. I see
1: your collection. I'm thinking that's an awful lot of uh, money invested <laughs> in whiskey, yeah, you know, uh, yeah,
0: it's, a of, it's a lot of nice people, um, sending stuff and, and, and I've been researching and been studying stuff. And it's like, I, I wrote a, a, an album about whiskey. Like I'm, I'm fully in, you're, I'm you're fully, in, uh, I'm in the the whiskey business for for good. Like, I I mean, I can still do it when things get busy again because it's just, it's like a new side hustle that I I really enjoy. And it's just me. Like, I've always done things with a band where you have to rely on different people. And this is just me, just me doing my own thing. And I I love, I really love it.
1: Well, and it's always good to have a shot of whiskey once or twice a week. Now, tell me. Okay, as a guy not knowing much about it and I enjoy whiskey but and being in a band, I mean obviously I drank Jack Daniels and that seems yep. to be where so why is that? <laughs> and why do so many people deviate is it that good of a of a whiskey or a bourbon or is it just the brand? Uh, recognition of that? Because obviously brand, it's one of the biggest. Yeah.
0: yeah. The brand just, just kind of associated with rock and roll. It's, um, it goes back to like, um, I just, man, his name literally just slipped my mind. I, I don't, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra brought, um, he was a, a Jack guy. Like they, when they buried him, apparently they put a bottle of Jack in his coffin with him. So back when he was big, he made um, uh, Jack Daniels, like the big, the big thing. And and since then it's just been a, like it's just been rock and roll. over Jack Daniel's. Yeah, I mean I, before I even liked whiskey, I was drinking Jack Daniel's at right. first.
1: Right? Is it uh, good? Uh, like, but, is it a good whiskey? Like, when you, you compare it to others, or no?
0: It, it's funny because I reviewed it um, in, the, in the summertime, um, and I mean, like, to, like to say I reviewed it for the first time is. True, and it's a lie at the same time. I've had hundreds of shots of, of Jack, but that's not like that's not. Even, you don't even taste it when you do when you do a shot when when you when you drink. With yeah, you the, have a whole process the,
1: you go through. You have the yeah, smell like, and uh, you, yeah, yeah. You're like all pro.
0: Yeah, and I and I, and I did it, and I was like, man, this Jack Daniels is is great. And I tried to I reviewed a bunch of different Jack stuff, but yeah, I I, I love it. Like, man, my my main my only problem with this whole whiskey thing is like. I think I found maybe one, but I can't like maybe once I reviewed something that I was like, oh, I don't love this. Everything else, I'm like, oh, this is great. It's different than this, and this is great. It's got this. Like, I'm 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 too. I I, I like them too much. That's my that's my only problem.
1: So here here's my my question is um the difference between a bourbon and a whiskey, and I have read about this, but like I don't really because some are called bourbon, right? Like I got the Bookers. Yeah that you reviewed. And I think it was at the end of 20, was it the end of 2020 you reviewed it as the, the, the risk of the year or something? Yeah. So, so why is that? And I'm going to tell you something before you you answer that Uh, I bought it so you can thank the people that whatever, because I paid 120 bucks for the bottle. (laughs) um, uh, It says uncut and unfiltered. It is, it kicks you on your ass though. Like if you do, like I, I tried to do a shot of it and I was like, Oh God, no. Yeah, you
0: shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't be. Next time you buy something high proof like that, just give me a text and I'll tell you. I'll tell you how to handle it. Yeah,
1: because um, I, I I don't wasn't sure if I liked it because it was like holy cow. So tell me about that one in particular and why it's a good bourbon.
0: Well, it's it's good to me because I like the stronger stuff. So it's like sixty two percent alcohol, like one hundred and twenty proof. Most like a like a Jack Daniels is like forty percent. So you're drinking forty percent compared to sixty three percent. I think Booker's is right. Yeah, so it's just that much stronger uncut unfiltered river is just they're not putting water into like gum down the strength of it you know what I mean they just get they're taking it out of the barrel shoving it in the bottle and saying, here drink this if you're if you're brave enough and that and that kind of stuff you do have to pour in your glass and like whatever you can think it's hokey but I mean I pour in my glass and it's like I just let it sit there for a bit and then I, I give it a couple sniffs and still let it sit there for a bit and then I like to bring it to your lips and just get it on your lips for a sec and then you take a sip and when you do it like that man you're gonna go wow like you're you will will still get the strength of it and like the punch of it but it goes away and it just kind of opens up and you'll and you'll if you do it slow and and give it some time you'll you'll see that happen you'll you'll feel it you'll taste it and to me bookers is just man i don't know like i wasn't even a bourbon guy until until this year like 2020 but now bourbon is just, it's just the best. Anyways, the the simple way to do you said, what's the difference between whiskey, bourbon? Right. Bourbon is generally American. So bourbon is American. If it's whiskey, it's a bit trickier because you can, whiskey can be, whiskey is bourbon. Bourbon is whiskey. A nice way for yourself to to separate them is go bourbon is American. Scotch is Scottish. Generally, unless it's unless it's made uh, a specific way, it's 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 from Scotland, and then everything else is just whiskey, like Canadian whiskey, Irish whiskey. Um, There is American whiskey, but I I like to keep it big group. So bourbon, America, think America, Scotch, think Scotland, and then all the other whiskey generally with a. K E Y is generally Irish whiskey. With a K Y is generally American, but just stick to bourbon and scotch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, because I'm looking. I'm going to tell you one I really like, and I just I, this isn't even open right now. Uh, yep. J P Wiser's 15 year old. Yep. Uh, it says a complex whiskey with a hint of rye spice, and I just I don't know. I one day I just I like the bottle. I'll be honest with you, and I bought it and. I really like it. I don't know why I like it, but I really like it. And it says whiskey with a hint of rye. Maybe,
0: maybe you're maybe you're a, a rye guy. Like maybe you like that taste that rye gives you. Um, and ev- like in every in every bottle of whiskey you have, whatever, scratch bourbon, whatever, they have a different mash, like a different recipe to it, mash bill. And they're going to have, some of them are going to have more of this. Some of them are going to have more rye. Some are going to have more corn. Maybe, like maybe your taste is for rye. So therefore you'd be like a rye. Wow. Okay. Good. Favorite whiskeys that have rye in them, so you could actually go look at a bottle. At the liquor store and go, "Oh, this looks good." And you look at it, and it says no rye. Then maybe that's not one that went for you. If it says like fifty percent rye, then maybe that's a bottle that's going to appeal to your taste buds.
1: Well, yeah, because I just noticed that I bought this, I like it, now I go back and rebuy it, and I'm like, wow, I Great. something about it that and I better you know really what, like I've
0: it. never tried that bottle. I've never tried that 15-year. Yeah. Well, so, uh, did, you, did you ever go back to the bookers after your first
1: uh, shot of it? N- no, I still have it. I have it right in front of me in this fancy wooden box there. That, yeah, yeah. That's why it's 120 bucks. It's got this packaging is like crazy, but I will yeah, this box, weekend
0: box is worth, is worth hundred bucks. It, 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 it,
1: it is, but I will, uh, I, I am going to do what you said. I'm going to pour it. Now, do you need an ice cube that, you know, sometimes people I, Or no,
0: I would, I'm always no, but there's, but there's no rules, man. Whatever's going to make it taste good to you. It's just, it's more of a time thing. Don't don't pour it. If you're going to, if you're in a rush or if you got a lot of shit on your mind or if you've you got to run upstairs and do like if you got time to sit and, and chill, just pour it and think about it and be like, this bourbon is really expensive. It's got to be for a reason. It's got to be for a reason and give it and give it some time and sip it slow, and you'll it'll it'll open up a new. You'll be like, man, I need I need more of that.
1: I'm not paying my hydro bill because I'm drinking good bourbon tonight. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so I, I know you got to go, so I'm not going to keep you any longer. But how can people reach out to you or watch your YouTube? What's it all under there?
0: Um, just find just go to uh, Whiskey Hunter on on YouTube. I have um, all my reviews are up there. I do one every Friday. I'm on Facebook just as my name, Chris Gormley. Um On Instagram, I'm the dot Whiskey Hunter. Sorry, the dot whiskey dot hunter because there's about eighty whiskey hunters on, on Instagram <laughs> right um yeah I mean that's 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 where I'm, I do other stuff too like I do Twitter and stuff too but it's mostly just uh, Instagram and, and Facebook and then I'm on Spotify as the whiskey hunter and I just put up a new song a couple weeks ago I've got a, my next one I'm going to be going into the studio next month like I'm like I said man I'm fully I'm fully you now I'm I'm hooked. whiskey drinking whiskey reviews whiskey songs it's just like that. Drums, that's it.
1: That's All right, so Chris but Gormley is a somewhat drummer with, like, you know, the truths and big sugar and stuff, and he's the whiskey guy. Wow, that's awesome, man.